Blog Talk Radio. It's always an awesome time to be on air, and today is also another opportunity for us to bring another fantastic show to you on Tea Time. The Entrepreneur Academy is live on Loudmouth Radio, so if you are a part of the show right now, you can call in to our studio lines at 347-826-7520, and uh, I know everybody around the world is uh, wondering what we're talking about today. Well, we're going to have an amazing entrepreneur that is coming out of Warner Robins, Georgia, who is talking about some amazing aspects of his business that has been going full pledge for some time now. Mr. Willie Felton, a fly grooming barbershop at Warner Robins. And uh, let me make sure you know how to listen in right now. If you're listening live, you can actually go also on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio and uh, listen to us directly on there. Now, once we're finished with the show, it will be available for your archivable means on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all those good things. We try to make sure we make it easy for you to get to us. And if you want to call in, like I said, on the studio line, we are available at 347-826-7520. So how about we start out giving you a little introduction to our special guest today. Fly Groomer Barbershop owner Willie Felton has been a licensed professional master barber for over 12 years. Realized at a very early age that barbering was his true passion when he started cutting his dad's hair at 12 years old. And from there, he just never looked back. Now, early on in his career, Willie envisioned an upscale barbershop with a professional polished vibe. And I think if you guys have an opportunity to see this barbershop, you'll know that he made good on it because it's an absolutely very nice place. I think it's a very um, good location for the greater middle Georgia area right there in Warner Robins. Um, now, for him, fly grooming is the manifestation of his long live vision. Um, his goal is to provide professional grooming services that's geared toward today's adult to enhance their lifestyle by providing top-notch service with every visit. So we want to make sure we go ahead and bring him on air and uh, allow you to hear from the man himself. Hey, Willie, you on air with us on Live My Radio. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Felton? Uh, not much. How about you? How you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I'm even better now that we're on air. 
get to brag about you a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah you know. You know, it's always a good thing when um, I have an opportunity to um, physically come into some some of the businesses that we have on air who have locations, come inside and actually see the location and and, and actually feel the presence of the space. And um, Mm -hmm. I think if you remember the first day I walked in and I walked into the shop, it was was about five or six uh, barbers that were just in line. And as I made my way, you were in the back of the barber shop, just relaxing. And um, I actually, I think that first day I came too, I had you edge me up, and I was like, you know what, Willie, your, your barbershop feels good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's important. That's a compliment, brother, because a lot of times I'm walking to some shops, I walk in, you know, speak to everybody, yeah. and I'll everybody and walk right on out because it just didn't feel too good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad so, you felt really comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's important. And you know, barbershops are not just for men. Um, these days, you know, you have a very diverse um, audience of people that are, you know, going to barbershops, you know, men, women, children. Um, and so, you know, I don't think a lot of times people think about, you know, maybe they're beyond their booth, but it's important that um, that it is good energy. And each and every one of your barbers that was in the, in the barbershop, which it was full, I think I came in on a Wednesday, and every seat yeah, you have you. is covered. Yeah, I think it was a Friday. I think it might have been a Friday. Was it a Friday? I was it a so. Friday? Which is even more one of the busiest times to come in the barbershop, right? But yeah, every every yeah. single person was in their booth getting it in, and you know, everybody was having a good time, you know, in a respectable space. And I can yeah. I can say it feels like to me that like all your barbers they respect your space, which is important. Yeah, because they ain't the yeah. they ain't always the the, the 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 truth in every situation. So, Willie, yeah. I know I kind of gave a little bio about you. If you would, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so I've been cutting for like 12 years, like you say, professionally. And I started out at a local shop down in Fort Valley where I did like apprenticeship to, to get my uh, okay. master barber license or whatever. And from that point, mm-hmm. I did a couple. I went on to cut with Bronner Brothers. I did some platform work at a couple of house shows before, too with a couple of companies and, you know, just continue to perfect the craft throughout the years or whatever. But something that I noticed that wanted to make me step out and get my own thing was I see that nowadays a lot of the standards from the from the black barbershop is kind of like, we, it, it seems like we fell into this slump where we have low standards. And, you know, we kind of got away from, you know, running the business how it's supposed to be ran as far as in, the respect and certain principles and key things to keep a shop afloat. And that's something that I want to incorporate it with Fly Grooming, you know, which I feel like I'm at a success just listening to you. You know, I feel like I'm pretty accomplished in that era. But that was like my key thing as far as opening up this shop. You know, and I also have um, visions on opening up and expanding in different locations, but, it's, you know, it's just one day at a time. And a journey. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Let me let me let me back you up for a second. You said something very important. I kind of want to ask you uh, ask you to elaborate a little bit on that more. But you said in the beginning that you started cutting and you worked in a shop in Fort Valley and you worked as an apprentice versus traditionally most people think that you know for for uh, accumulating a hair license you go to a hair school, um, but there's also the option of being able to cut. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. to work in the craft 
to get the hours needed in order for you to get your license, which you don't see as much. I think it used to be more popular um, in 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 the bigger side of, of the public viewing that most people go to school to get their hair licenses. So, you know, there are a lot of people out here that may not, not have, you know, four or five, ten thousand dollars to go to hair school. So could you explain to the audience what what and how an apprenticeship happens and how you were able to obtain that? Well, the thing about apprenticeship is, you know, most barbers that's that's an apprentice, they already have some kind of familiarness with the business. Like at some point they already have a certain skill but they might not already be there yet. So what apprenticeship allows you to do is just to come into the shop and you get trained and you get to make money at the same time. Might not be as much as you plan, but you gotta realize you're still in training. So you you're benefiting on both ends because you're making money and you're working up on the master bar when you're learning the business. You know. Absolutely. That's the good thing about so you know, apprenticeship. You learn, yeah, you're learning the business and you're learning the craft. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, learning, you're getting the best of both worlds. But, you know, most people nowadays, you know, some of them have no skills at all, like, when it comes to, like, uh, barbering. They, they they figure, like, this is something that I want to do. So they tend to go to school for it, and they kind of develop the passion for it. Most barbers that's, that's apprenticed, like, I have an apprentice in my shop. They already pretty much had a passion to drive. And they know to some point, you know, what they're doing or whatever. They just need that uh, training. They need that master barber, you know, kind of coaching them and pushing them on. You know, so exactly. I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a great choice of uh, going to school. But if you pretty much familiar with the craft, you know, I would I would suggest you know anybody do the apprenticeship. If you can find a barber that you feel comfortable with working abundance. Exactly. Yeah. So, so for you, how were you introduced to the shop that you ended up working at? Uh, the first shop, I, the second shop I ever uh-huh. worked at. I was introduced because it was kind of like that shop was kind of like a it was a very popular shop throughout the, the late '80s and the '90s, on and up until you know New Millennium or whatever. It had been around for a long time, which was Major's Barbershop, you know. So mm-hmm. Major's like one okay. of the first busiest like black barbershops in this area. So you said it's I, called I used to go to this Major's Barbershop, Major's Barber and Beauty, okay. Okay, are they still open? Yeah, he's still open. I go down to see him right now. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I appreciate it, you know. When I was working with him, I thought he was pretty hard on me, but I come to realize, you know, it was very much needed. Working in the day. Absolutely. And look where you at. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you also got to take into account as they say, the knuckleheads of yesterday ain't the same knuckleheads of the day. <laughs> there you go. There you um, go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, him being tough on you in that space was preparing you for the greatness that you stepped into now, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm looking at a major barbershop on 201 East Church Street in Fort Valley. So Church. for you, yeah. So for you, how many years did you spend in his shop there? I think I stayed there for like about five, about five years. Five years, five okay. Years. Okay. So I hope all our, our folks that hear this understand longevity in regards to oh, yeah. the process. You got to stick to it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's all about perseverance, you know. And it's exactly. there, you know. It's, How, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. I was saying, you know, it's all about perseverance. And it's still like a, it, I still get up every day like I did when I first started cutting. You know, try to keep that drive going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Never get complacent. No. no. Exactly. I was going to say now for you, how long have you had um, fly grooming going now? Uh, fly grooming been open like almost three years. But it's like two and a half, it's about two mm-hmm. and two and a half years. Yep. Okay. Is this your first shop? That's my first shop. Is this your yep. Awesome. First okay. Yep. So I noticed in the beginning you did talk about growth and wanting to expand. What's some of the things that you would like to do from having, you know, Fly Groomer, which is located in Warner Robins now? Um, what, what's your site? What, what, what do you have your sites on? Well, for future opportunities for the for the barbershop. Well, if I mean eventually, I want to like you know franchise. I had like I'm still in the process where I'm like creating brand awareness, people more familiar with what I do and how we do it. But I'm a small business, but I, I'm I'm working every day to get to the next level, you know, so that I can Absolutely. expand like out in, out into like different cities or whatever. You know, I'm always constantly checking out and doing my research on certain areas to see if this is an area that I might be able to place another shop. Like just yesterday, I went and looked at a place, you know. So I'm always checking out different locations and looking at the demographics because this is just the start. It's just beginning. Like like I told you earlier, I don't want to get complacent and become comfortable like it because that's not my personality, you know. Absolutely. Like I got to use that thing that God has given me. I love it. So have you um, have you been approached by any you know anybody as of lately that um, has said anything to you about your shop and, and the community? Because um, you know barbershop is usually a safe haven where a lot of community uh, you know a lot of people come together. You know sometimes people say it's a man cave, but you know anybody yeah. knows you want to get into the heart of community. Barbershops and hair salons is one of those nooks. Well, when you, you yeah. get in there, you're going to have opportunity to share some information, find out some information, get feedback, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you're not just a barber, too. You're probably a counselor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> a lot of times right. when people get to your chair. So have you had any feedback from people that have come into your shop, you know, recently, other than myself? Yeah, I got I, – matter of fact, uh, what is it, Monday – a guy came in. It was his first time. He was like, man, I love what y'all doing. I love the shop atmosphere and environment. I get great feedback all the time. I don't because of mine, you know. Because, I, I mean, I I really take the humble role. I just like to receive organic, genuine feedback from people, you know. I don't go out and, and put my face thing. off over the shop. Yeah, exactly. It's just all organic Thank feedback. You. And I went into it with, you know, the barber shop is the cornerstone of the community. So, you know, we have a dress code, like, from Monday to, like, uh, Friday where we, we have business attire. That's how we dress because, you know, it, it, it's, it's bigger than a haircut. Because kids come in, you know, they see these things. You want them to emulate greatness, you know. I mean, you got a lot of other different routes that they can take and, you know, a lot of other different things that they might look up to. But, you know, I, I just want my shop to be that shop that can really empower other people. You know, along with me being prospered at the same time, that's 
that's what it's all about. No. Absolutely. So Willie, I, I think that's amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's the set it's the set of stone of leadership. Um oh, yeah. that has to start yeah. from the head. And I think that you're paving um a very good element uh within your community. Um I'm I'm pleasantly hearing you speak about, you know, dress codes and understanding that the youth that are coming in are paying attention to what you guys are doing, what you guys are saying. Um, and your influence is pretty pretty significant. You know, a lot of times people don't think, oh, yeah, man, I just want to cut hair. No, you got people around you. You never know who's around you that's taking taking yeah. in what, you, you know, what, you, what you're exerting. So even yeah. when you're not saying anything, you're, you're energy for it. So for you, um, why the name Fly Grooming? Because, like, you Where'd know, you come up with that like, uh-huh. Ever since I was like a kid or whatever, I always was into fashion and just, you know what I'm saying, just looking dapper, you know, into like the latest <laughs> fashion and things like that. And even when I started, I cut, you know, I used to dress up from time to time, but it wasn't no dress code. And I ain't going to lie to you. You know, sometimes you have to tone it. You know, with me being young at the time, I felt like I had to tone it down to fit in. But really, you should never do right. that. You should always that. Take initiative and be who you are. Like let your light shine. You know, let them catch up mm-hmm. later. But that's exactly. kind of like what formed the thing. Cause I was like, man, I always just envision everything at from a fly aspect, like fly perspective. You know, like that's 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 how the name came about. And when I put my shop okay. into play, you mm-hmm. know, I just wanted everything to be, you know, elegant, kind of classy. But what I can do, you know. Didn't want to, you know, put nice. myself in major debt to do it or what I could afford or whatever. And that's how the name mm-hmm. came about. So this is something that's been in the world right. for a long time. Yeah. And and, and talk about your logo. Uh, the logo itself, kind of, you know, embark, give a little bit of insight about what the logo stands for. Because I was, I was well, curious, the- but I said I was going to wait till I got to this point to, um, to ask that question. Well, well, the logo consists of, I know, you see the wings on it. So, mm-hmm. and then you got the fly grooming. It's like, you know, you want to look good, but you want to elevate at the same time. You know, so that's that's why I got the wings on it, because you constantly want to move up. You know, you always want to evolve to the next level. But at the same time, you want to be fly at it. It's like, you got to have that spirit of excellence. You know, that's why, that's how I came up with that Absolutely. whole logo. You know, it's simplicity. Absolutely. It's simple, and it's not too much. It's just I feel like it's it's just organic, you know, and it's perfect. At least I feel like it's perfect for what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that came about. That's what's yeah. up, man. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Loud Mouth Radio. All right. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches? Ewing Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. 
We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shea's Shootique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shea, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.donshay-shoes.com Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a suicide. All right, we're back live on Loudmouth Radio, and we're talking to the Sly Grooming Barbershop owner, Willie Felton of Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, he was just dropping us a little insight before we went to commercial break about his brand, you know, um, the intention behind it, Sly Grooming. Naturally, you're going to come in and get groomed properly in Sly Grooming right. at the uh, barbershop of Sly Grooming and Warner Robins. Um, Will, what's your address um, where uh, you're yeah. located in the concordance of that uh, to the, uh, the uh, military base that's where you at uh, I'm located at 627 South Houston Lake Road at, in the Oasis Plaza and uh, you're okay. right uh, military what, what did you say about the military the Air Force Base how, how far away are you from the base I'm approximately about like uh, probably like Four miles, maybe three miles from the base. Yeah, three Word. miles from the Robin base. Word. So how how is it for you? Um, you're closer to a, a military air force base. How significant has the military um, been? You think because you've been at Warner Robins for a while. How how significant do you think is you know is it for you as a business being in that area, being within that vicinity, and the military I base think- itself? I think it's been very beneficial, you know, with the uh, with the Robbins Air Force Base and you know all the branches of the military because you know they come in daily. And, you know we get a big big amount of support from them. I don't know okay. if one of Robbins Air Force Base still is the number one employer in Georgia, but I know at one time it was. So we get a lot of people. Oh wow! Out there, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. get a lot of people from out there. And you know. 
What's awesome is Warner Robins, just in the last few years, uh, my first time going down there to this point, I've seen a significant growth. Um, you know, with you being a part of the community in Warner Robins, how do you think, you know, or what do you see within the next few years in that area uh, playing a major factor with your, your business itself and the growth of your business? Do you think you would put another location in that vicinity as well? Um, I can see that. I can see that, but I haven't really focused on putting another location in one of them. But but I, but how mm-hmm. it's developing and growing, I can see it, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of areas that they are developing in one of them, you know, and it's it's a lot of it's a pretty good population here too. It's a small town, but it's it's kind of like just right, you know. So, exactly. Yeah. I'm not a military influxes. Um, the population. I, I know that that's a significant factor. I met a couple that was from um, the husband, I want to say, was from New York, and his wife was from somewhere else, like another country. And they went from New York to Miami and then Miami to Warner Robins. And I was like, okay, how did you go from Miami to Warner Robins? And, they, and yeah. I remember them saying that they just kind of went online and looked to see where there was growth. Um, but it still could be more economical. And what I found from that is that people are recognizing, especially in, in their business owners. So the, the the other factor with that is the economic position, um, you know, and, and decision-making. Like I hear you talking about wanting to um, expand fly grooming, which I'm assuming that if you open up additional locations, you would keep it under the same name, right? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so so the brand definitely is being built on flagrant nice. Okay, so um, for you as you know a barbershop owner, if somebody was looking at a barbershop, how um, how would you say the factors of you know the financial growth of a barbershop? Um, you know, you've been in it now two and a half years, going on three, um, and you're I would say you're an owner operator. Yeah. And, you know, so if you, of course, you expand it to other shops, of course, that does not mean you're going to be able to be in every single one. But what do you think is the key for success um, in expanding, you know, and in, in building your barbershops to open up to additional locations? What do you think is going to be the key to success for you, you know, taking those steps forward? That's, that's, that's being consistent, you know, just not, you know, mm-hmm. not getting away from the original blueprint. And just staying focused on that and just executing it. But at the same time, you know, incorporating different tactics into what I have going that can help me strongly, like, evolve and, you know, get to the next level. But I think, you know, it's pretty simple. You know, it's just all about staying consistent. And, you know, that's what a lot of people kind of get away from. And especially with going into this business, that's the thing. You know, I think it's all about just being consistent. You made you made some very valid points about being consistent, definitely. Um, now, the barbers that you you got, like, what, five or six barbers in there with you? Well, it's like, it's, it's five mm-hmm. barbers and it's two stylists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's speak on that. I forgot you did have stylist rooms in the back. Um, so, look, I'm giving you all, we're going to give you all a little visual description of the shop. So, one of the cool things that I think that I recognize too, Willie, with you, this is another compliment coming your way. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, Thanks. when you come in, the shop is wide open. 
and you know your booths are all open, and, and you probably have three on each side. Is that pretty much how it's scattered? And I think you kind of sit to the to the back on the left side. Um, yeah, but you got two rooms, one on each side. So both of your yep. stylists are in their own individual rooms. Yep, exactly. Both of the stylists have their own space. You know, they have I their mean, own space. They have mm-hmm. their own space. You know, I know the women don't like to be around the men like that when they get a a beauty vacation on. So you know, I think that worked out perfect. You know, so, I agree. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's no conflict. You know, when it comes to the women coming in, you know, everybody respect them and you know how you would think it might be in a barbershop. It's just professional, you know. And uh yeah, two stylists. Yeah. That's what's up. I agree. I think that that's one of the significant factors. I think that sometimes people lose account of and I, I don't I don't necessarily see a lot of shops as successful when you got the barbershop you know, you got the barbers open and you have cosmetology, um, you know, hairstylists that are in the same space. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, what the thing is when people come to the barbershop or they come to get their, you know, it's a personal service. And a lot of times mm-hmm. this is where people relax and wind down. And, you know, yep. the relationship that centers around a lot of times your barber or your hairstylist is a very personal relationship. So you're comfortable having a lot of conversation. A lot of times it can be very personal. And so... Unless, you know, it's a communal conversation and more people have an input. But beyond that, um, you know, you you want to be able to have equal footing to where, like you said, both, you know, the gentlemen feeling good, the women feel comfortable. Because, um, of course, a lot of times women are doing a lot extra. You know, we might come in and have, you know, five inches ahead and leave out with 20. <laughs> so... If, if that be the case, then sometimes they may want to have a little privacy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like the way you have it set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just the fact that, you know, so many different hair conditions, um, you know, can, can, can be a, a cause of how somebody's hair, male and female. Now, I've seen... Um, I've seen a lot of barbers stepping into the field of hair loss um, with the hair fibers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, even fellas that are coming in that, you know, they came in and they got a whole sleeve, uh, ski slope of hair missing. My dad was one of those fellas that didn't, like 35 years old, by the time I, I was born, my dad had no hair in the center of his head and had that u shape. You know, oh, yeah. Jason yeah. on the top of his yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what they call him, the George Jefferson. George <laughs> I Jefferson. love it. Yes, sir. What he had it? the George Jefferson at 35 years old, man. And I'm so grateful that I took after my mom and didn't follow my dad when it came to his hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I surpassed that already. And I'm like, woo, missed that by a yeah. Um but, you know, I'm seeing some amazing transformations happening, you know. Um, it, you know, I know that you, you went through an apprenticeship, you know, um, to get your master barber's license. Uh, what's, your, what's your take on, you know, um, furthering your education? I know naturally my wife is a master cosmetologist, so I know that you yeah. do have continuing education. What's some of the things that you do, Willie, to keep yourself abreast of what's going on um, beyond what the board requires you to do, you know? 
Do you well, do you take on any additional things to you know keep yourself enhanced and and stuff like that yeah, with besides, the trade? Besides, um, you know, doing the continuous education that Georgia requires you to do, I take outside mm-hmm. classes. Like I go to the I go to the hair shows or whatever. It's barber. If mm-hmm. a barber, if I know a barber that's having a function or anything like that in another state, I try to get out to it and support it. You know. Anything that I can go to to help me, um, you know, pretty much develop some more and grow, I'm all for it. I'm open to a lot of different nice. things, you know. So that's what I kind of do for, you know, that's what I kind of do to keep me up on what's going on. You know, just networking with a lot of different barbers in different states and other countries as well, you know. Because social media, social media, that's a whole other thing right there. Just, you know, that's a whole different platform to meet people. At the same time, mm-hmm, you can advertise too. Yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what I do to keep myself up to date with things. Word, word. Are you? Um, what should what should next year looks like? What does your next year look like for Fly Grooming? What are some of the steps you 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 think you're taking on to to take your business further to the next level in the next year? Um, it's a couple of things that I want to incorporate into the location that I have now. You know, rearranging some things. And But the main thing that I want to focus on for 19 is, like, another location. So that's some of, that's, that's the mm-hmm. main thing that I'm focusing on for 2019. For fly grooming. I love you it. Know, and, uh, you know, I got a couple more things in the work, but I'd rather not speak about them right now. <laughs> No, of course, uh, you can always look. You can always come back, and you know our platform is available for those special yeah. uh, announcements. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep some stuff for yourself. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Willie: What would you say to those who have never been to your shop? Maybe you know. Um, may want to come out to you, what what can you say definitely would be the difference of experience from other locations? Because, you know, barbershops and hair salons, there's not just one, particularly most yeah. times in the community. There's usually one almost every other corner. Um, you know, what would you say um, would be what kind of separates you from the pack? Well, the key thing that I think can uh, separate me from everybody else is you know, like the guidelines and the principles, like like the respect. Like it's no profanity in the shop, and it's it's just good vibes only. You know, just filled with great barbers and stylists. You know, sometimes you can mm-hmm. step in a place and people look at you like you a stranger. You know, we welcome and we open. You know, make people feel like they're at home. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those atmospheres that. You remember one of your friends might have said back in the day, like, man, I wish they had a barbershop that you could just go in and, you know, had a nice atmosphere with no fantasy, no this, no that, with some great quality cuts and great barbers. That's 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 what we have. And you know what? And that's and I, and I ain't going to say it, man. That's not a big deal because it is because you're saying no, prevent, no profanity. Um, that seems to be a part of what goes with the walls of a barbershop. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we got to get away from that. That's why you gotta step away from it. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta be better. You know, that can't be all norm. Like, that can't. That's not all norm. So, right. Yeah, and you know, know what's so funny? 
Exactly. Um, and you know what's so amazing? I remember telling my wife this. Um, I remember one day uh, I was in Metro Atlanta, and maybe it was Douglas County I was in or something like that. And I remember um, just riding around looking at um, the community of businesses that was in that area. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's no secret that historically African Americans embody um, the space I think as a as a as a business, barbershop hair salons, but literally dude, I I really stopped one day and I was like, Good Lord, majority of especially in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is a huge hub for hair. Okay. Um it, it, you you doing hair in Atlanta, honey, you this is a serious market here because there is so many shops. There is so many lights. As a matter of fact, my wife has some statistics. I'm going to snatch them from her. How many, Jazz, did you say you had some uh, numbers of how many licensed barbers or uh, hairstylers are? Do you, know what the, do you remember what that number was for the state of Georgia? Okay, she said she's going to pull it up for me. But, you know, I, I remember one day, Willie, literally um, – recognizing that for so much, every almost every other block, we had a barbershop or a hair salon present. And, you know, it, it kind of impressed me with a couple of things. One, that when it comes to hair, historically black business has that tremendously on lock. And at the same time, I was like, wow, you know, beyond the barbershop and hair salon, salon what else do we embody as, as a community when it comes to business? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with the factor that we monopolize, we monopolize that. But at the same time, when it comes to, like, hair, uh, black, black hair stores, um, it's not predominantly, you know, positioned by African Americans, even though we're the mm-hmm. largest audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess in a sense I'm kind of giving you a challenge here. You know, I think that it's an amazing thing to see uh, a lot of our our community as African Americans have ownership in businesses. And a lot of times the barbershops and hair salons are a big sway of majority of investment into these communities. What else would you say um, is important? Because, I mean, you're a male, you're, you're African American. Are you a first-generation barber in your family? Uh, yes. You are? Well, no. Okay. No, no I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not a first-generation. Somebody else is? Yeah. I have Who else was in your... Okay, you have an older cousin that's a barber, too? Yeah, I do. Now, was he licensed before you? Yeah, he was licensed before me. He, matter of fact, he uh, yeah, he was, he was cut when I was a little boy. It was a master barber. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. He was watching him. Yeah. So he was, since he was a little guy, he was already licensed. Yeah, he's so licensed. Um, let me get some numbers real quick. So as of right as of today, there are 6,239 master barbers in the state of Georgia licensed. 388 of them are barber apprentices. There are 1,276 barbershops. Ooh. Yeah, it's a lot. Now, <laughs> uh, that it, you know what? But this is for the state of Georgia. 
I actually thought it was a lot more than that. So, ooh, so my wife is so let's ooh, let's touch on this for a second. So I honestly thought that the barbershop number count would be a lot higher than that. And she just looked at me and she said, "You got to realize that there are a lot of people that have shops that are not licensed." Yeah. Hmm. Right. Awesome. Right. It's a lot of shops. Yeah, exactly. He says a lot of shops. How about there's only twenty barber schools? And this is kind of where I was going, Willie. Um, there's only twenty barber schools. There's only a hundred and seventy three barber instructors. Yeah. What's a barber two? Barber number two. What's that? I don't even know what that is, but maybe you can give me that insight. Now there are forty seven thousand. 485 master cosmetologists in the state of Georgia. Dude. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then there's 12,737 cosmetology salons in the state. That's huge. Okay, so That's thank you, Jazzy. You giving me those statistics. Isn't that a lot? Yeah, but look at Man. the population. Yeah, look, look, exactly. How many? So you only got sixty-two hundred barbers. How many barber shops? Less than thirteen hundred. So you know, not that I was never gonna say, Willie, that it ain't room. There's plenty of room for flag grooming, right? So plenty of room. Plenty room. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you this, and, and I'm encouraging you to follow exactly what you're saying because you're setting a tone that you know a lot of places don't think about, and I think is is very important. Black. I'm getting corrections. Jazz is over here in the corner, like a lot of black barbershops and hair salons. A lot of times the standards and the trend of, you know, people just open up a shop and let it go, let it roll, let, you know, let the punches go where they go, let people roll the way they roll. So I'm commending you on just the steps that you're doing. Um, now, this is a quick little piece that I want to share about the history of black barbershops. During the 19th century, black-owned barbershops had mostly prominent white clientele. It was difficult for a black man to approach a black barber for a shave or a haircut using the same instruments he used on white customers, even in the North. The shops were read by either slaves or waiting men or by freed men and were competition for the white barbers. The The rationale used by black barbers was considered an economic necessity. As long as the white men continue to patron the black barbershops, the barber's family has stability and the ability to provide for his family in a middle-class household. So the profession was so attractive to the black barber because conditions of working inside were much better than working in the fields or doing back-breaking labor. And after emancipation, black-owned barbershops were open to serve black clientele, and that was the beginning of barbershops as a sanctuary for black men. Unfortunately, the number of black barbershops began to decline with the demand for formally trained barbers and changes in the state laws and cosmetology. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, 1934, Henry Morgan established Tyler Barber College, which was the first national chain of barber colleges for African Americans in Tyler, Texas, of all places. And the college spread until nearly 80% of all black barbers in America were trained at Morgan schools. You know, I, I can even see. And Jazz is going, Jazz is going even deeper. She said, if you want to even go deep into history, barbers used to be dentists. The word used to mean yeah. dentistry. 
We used to do teeth laying. We used to pull teeth and blood. You said they used to pull teeth and pull blood? Oh. You know, we used to pull teeth and, you know, it dealt with blood and a lot of different things. That's why you had the red, white, and the blue in the uh, barber pole or whatever. Oh, that's amazing. You said that's why they had the red, white, and blue in the barber pole? That's yeah. amazing. Look at the sisters. <laughs> but you know what? My wife always constantly talks about how people don't respect the science behind cosmetology and, and barbering. Um, now, for you as a master cosmetologist, Willie, what does it mean to have a master's license? What all are you trained under? He's a master uh, so barber. You're a master barber, master, right? Yeah, master barber. Um, you know, okay. it's just you, you, what? Ask me that question again, because I I, I, didn't, I was just saying that as a master barber, I know like master cosmetologists fall under esthetician and like they learn the you know skin, face. I mean, skin, hair. So she's saying Barbara. So I was asking. So literally, the um, as a master barber, what all are you covered under your license to be able to do? Is basically what my question was. Well, I, I mean, I don't deal with the chemicals. You know, a master barber couldn't do hair. You can't do hair upon the master barber license. But I think like the cosmetologist can, you know, can kind of like do a little bit of both, but I can only, like, you know, cut hair and, you know, do the shampoo or whatever, the razors, razor shades, things like that. Everything that comes with cutting hair as far as in barbering, but I can't cross over into, like, an esthetician or the nails, you know, everything that comes along with the cosmetology. You know, we just strictly focused on the hair part of the business and, you know, the shades and the customer service things like that, you know, you don't, you know, it's a little different on the cosmetologist side of it, you know, they deal with nice. chemicals, things like that, so that's, that's the only nice. thing we focus on for us barber. Right, right. Can you see yourself maybe introducing a, a barber school? Well, I, have I still can see that for you. I can still see that for you. <laughs> I hadn't really um I thought about it, you know, some while ago, but I hadn't really focused on it. But that that that's a great idea though, you know, because that'll give that'll give me like you know another another way to to reach out to the community and at the same time train up some young guys that's interested in doing it and showing them that there's more than one way that you can become successful. Like you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer. So you really just gave me something to think about right there. <laughs> so yeah, I really had to you, 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 like Yeah, that. man, you, you, you possess those elements of uh, of what I, I would say would embody an amazing leadership in regards to a barber school. Just remember what I said statistically. There's only 20 barber schools in the entire state of Georgia. Exactly. So. And, and my wife is giving the extra add addition that there's no barber instructors at all in the state of Hawaii. We found that out in Maui. Oh, in Maui. In Maui, Hawaii. We found that out very quickly. (laughs) Wow. So look here. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, wow. Um, It's amazing. Um, 
Yeah, you know, knowledge is power. I got to tell you, knowledge is power. Um, Willie, what I guess what 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 haven't we touched on that you'd like to share? Um, you know, before we kind of conclude your element of your show, this has been an amazing account by all means. I'm gonna tell you, I think that um, you know, Fly Grooming has a lot to offer to the community at large. Um, I know you nestled in Middle Georgia, which is a great way. If you're coming to going in in and out of the state, definitely should stop by into Fly Grooming Barbershop. And, and also look for more of them coming soon um, within the next year. Uh, but what, what would you like to share um, before we get to a point of conclusion? Well, I think you pretty much covered everything, you know. I mean, I ain't never been the one to drag things out. <laughs> but I think you pretty much covered <laughs> I love everything. It. Yeah, you know, sometimes, awesome. you know, people can be so extra. I think we covered everything, you know. I love it. So, you know, but I want to add out, I want to put out there to the people my location and my address mm-hmm. again, you know, located at 627. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we located at 627 South Houston Lake Road in the Oasis Plaza. We open Monday through Saturday. We do appointments. We we, we do walk-ins as well. So we, you can look us up on uh, Facebook um, we have a fly grooming barbershop page and uh we you know, so just check us out. Absolutely. I was gonna say whatever social media you have, please share with, with, with our listening audience. You guys on Instagram or any other We have Instagram um, too. It's fly grooming okay. lounge. And and the same for Facebook we have fly grooming lounge as well. Nice. Well, really, thank you so much, man. I think this has been an awesome opportunity to really just get some great insight. I think you really touched on some things that um, make you make you guys just as valuable to your community that you guys are serving at large. Um, as we go forward, I want to definitely um, ask you know, and I know we'll be talking. You keep me keep me informed on you know some of the steps that you're doing. Um, you know, as a radio network and as a media platform, we're very excited about doing some things. And, like, this show has such a purpose because, um, you know, a lot of times people might, you know, be like, well, you know, when we get on the radio, what are we going to talk about? There's plenty to talk about. You know, you've had a journey. You have a vision. Um, you know, for you to have what you've envisioned to come into fruition and be able to serve your community, you have accomplished something that's significant, you know, and you guys continue to keep, um, in the in the in the in the path in which you desire to to do, I'm encouraging you to definitely um, keep drawing. You got some really good barbers, man. It's not easy to be able to you know draw other people that, especially adults, um, into an environment and set a tone and people respect it. You know, I know it sounds easy, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. And I commend you on that. Um, yeah, uh, because this has been you know uh, enough examples where that doesn't exist. So when you do come across it, you definitely need to say, yeah, you, you, when you come across it, you know, we, we, we talked about a spot that I knew about that, you know, I know you went and checked out that he didn't, I don't think they was even there a year and a half. And um, remember we talked about that and I told you how I walked into the space. The space was a, a little beautiful, you know, on the physical yeah. side of it. But internally, you know, there were some things evidently that didn't sustain because they're not even open yeah. now. So, uh, you know, trust me when I tell you, um, and, and it wasn't about the location. The location was great. 
You know, um, yeah. there's so many factors that goes into ownership, that goes into entrepreneurship. And a lot of times, oh, yeah. when you walk into places like fly grooming, it looks easy. You know, you're like, hey, I'm a barber. I can go ahead and cut hair. And, you know, people don't realize that, you know, all the in and out that goes behind it, you know. You know, yeah, keeping nobody not only do you have hard, to, I don't see the hard work. Yeah. Right, right, right. You may have been open for two and a half years, but how long did it take you to get to the point to even get it open? So, exactly. um, you know, I, I, I think it's important um, that people understand, you know, a little bit of your journey. And it gives a, a higher level of respect, you know. So it's more than I'm just coming into the shop, really going to cut my hair. You know, you have a different value system that um, is important that people are aware of, you know, um, that a lot of what I'm walking into was done with intention, right? So I just want to yeah. tell you that I'm very proud of what you're doing. Yeah, very proud of what you're doing. Um, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're there. And I, I know that I can stop in and my hairline won't be on the back of my face. <laughs> I've had some experiences, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And, and gonna, I came back. My know, wife was like, "Let me see." Yeah, they gonna get it together. Whoever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, we don't knock nobody. I'm, we just hope they get it together. <laughs> exactly. We say don't knock nobody. Just hope they get it together. Right. We hope they get it together. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Fly you. Only. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no haters. No, no haters intended. No haters over here. We fly vibes only. Not at all. The whole staff. We it's like family and nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Willie, thank you so much, honey. I appreciate your time today. Um, we're gonna have a sidebar conversation, but you know, just know that this was a great show. I'm so glad we had the opportunity to, you know, to hear from you, to for you to share the aspects of what you're doing and what you're about. And again, congratulations on being, um, you know, being you and being being in the center point of where you need to be. All right, there's only one fly groom in barbershop. There's only one. Only one. All right. Have a good Have a good day, dear. All right. You too. Okay, guys, we have had um, a great amount of information shared today. Um, our segment of Fly Grooming Salon, excuse me, Fly Grooming Barbershop, who also has not only barbers, but also hairstylists in a special location located right in the heart of Warner Robins. So make sure you visit them online, follow them on social media, check them out, get groomed, get right, go in there, give him some dap, let him know he's doing his thing. And uh, we want to appreciate everybody that's listening to this show. And uh, as always, make sure you download us on um, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, tune in. You can follow us and subscribe to our radio channel. So that way you'll get all the insights of everything once we're on air and we have new shows that are going up. Uh, you'll definitely be able to opportunity to come in and listen to these shows 24-7 on demand. We're reaching well over 250 million active listeners over multiple apps. There's so many apps that we clear across that I just can't even keep up with all of them. Because every time I turn around and do a search, I find another app that we're streaming through, which is a blessing for us. Uh, we're five years in. We don't intend on stopping. We're just going to keep going, keep on going. And because of you guys that are listening, keeping us supportive, our media partners, thank you so much to all of our media partners that have been a part of this segment. Uh, definitely need to make sure we mention 
um, that you can be a part of our media family. Contact us at 706-363-3895. And you can become a part of our media family on Live Off Radio. And uh, definitely, if you have a small business, Tea Time is a great way to come on, get some good airtime, have information published and put out there about your company. You've worked hard to do what you're doing, so why should not people know anything about you? So we gladly invite you to come in and uh, be a part of our show. And uh, make sure you tune in. Tomorrow we have another incredible entrepreneur that's coming on air that's going to be talking about their business. And uh, make sure you just stay connected with us, loudmouthradio.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. On a tight budget, find local savings on loudmouth.com. Find great coupon deals in your area of local restaurants, hair salons, auto, home improvement, contractors, and more. Rate and review your favorite businesses or click and connect them on your favorite social network pages with a friend. Loudmouth.com, the voice for local search, local business, and local savings. Register your small business online today with loudmouth.com, the small business choice for affordable internet and local advertising with plans as low as $65 a month. Create your business mini website profile promoting your products and services. Join the Loudmouth Network and get top placement on loudmouth.com today. Sonny and Jazzy of Loudmouth TV is taking off with a brand new show, Off the Market, with its first season within the beautiful state of Hawaii, featuring some of the most sought-after areas of beachfront and inner island properties on the island of Maui and Oahu. Tune in to each episode with host Jazzy Jones-Smith as she talks to featured real estate agents as they showcase their open house listings to private homeowner tours where you just might find a house that you may want to take off the market. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches? Ewing Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, D.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at uinchiropractic.com.